Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayer Shir, number 294. Today we're going to discuss healthy advice for families with children and the family structure. And it's very important to appreciate Mishpacha, and Mishpacha doesn't always have to be blood Mishpacha, the people that sometimes people bring in, into their family structure, adoption, other things, or a, 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 a relative. And families are built on love, from the heart, respect. And there's certain underlying concepts that if you behave a certain way, the family structure will feel safe, will feel secure. And one of them is is that the family family bond is tied with true love, true awareness and effort, and that they're there for each other, that they stick together through thick and thin, which is sometimes a challenge because of all these different personalities, even within the same family. To allow each person in the family to be themselves, their best selves, but themselves, and that everyone takes responsibility for their own happiness. That's a very important aside too. That every person in a family needs to be aware, or through chinuch, to understand that the choices, they have to work on their own choices. Of course, they need to be nice to each other and respectful to each other. But each one on their own needs to make their own choices to take care of their own body, to be around the right people, to have the right attitude, to express a karasatayiv, to allow forgiveness, to allow communication, and to use caring words to communicate, and to make quality time for one another, and to have patience that can be practiced daily. Now, through the grind of life, sometimes there's challenges, and then clashes in personality very often, sibling rivalry, and so on and so forth. But one of the ways, Apiteva, and it's brought down in Sfarim, to improve in the Chinech Abonim, in the dynamic of a, of a family, is to walk the talk, to set an example as a mother and as a father. Or, to be honest with you, for any teenagers listening to this as well, even young teenagers listening to this as well, that your own behaviors, you have the ability to affect the dynamic of your own mishpacha in the most positive way that you can ever imagine by just being the best self that you could be and learning certain skills and behaving in certain ways where you, you yourself could contribute to the healing of your own family in a, and, and, and usually it works that the parents are supposed to be helping their children. But in many cases, a wise, mature child helps their parents greatly. But the parents certainly, they need, if they want to change something positive in their child, and they want to see that change in their child, you need to change yourself. You need to be what you need to be and set an example for them. Set an example 
by reducing your own stress level in the household. Life could be tough. Life could be tense. But if you and your husband, you and your wife decide, no matter what the stresses are, and there are stresses and we have to deal with it, but we'll try our best to reduce the stress level in our house, to try to tackle things calmly with a menschlichkeit, it has a trickle effect into all the children and the dynamic in the whole mishpacha. And to believe in your children. You have to believe in every neshama in Kalal Yisrael. That includes your own children. The greatest compliment you can give to a child is to believe in them and let you know that you care. That doesn't mean spoiling them. That doesn't mean giving them everything that they want. That doesn't mean that you're not going to say no when you need to say no and create boundaries. But when there is something good about them, something true about them, something beautiful within them, you have to not hesitate and express your admiration for real. When, for example, a child decides because you're teaching them how to share with their sibling and they do share with their sibling, you don't just compliment them to say, okay, that's the way I'm going to get a well-behaved kid, so I'm going to say this because it, it, it uh, will promote future good behavior. Okay, that's a cheshbin. And that's fine. That's also okay. But the really, you have to have a panemius in there and really mean it. It doesn't make a difference even if you're talking to a five-year-old. For example, if there is a six-year-old and you basically have an arrangement, it's Shabbos morning, and you tell the six-year-old or seven-year-old, I guess it's in a way that they, were, they could come downstairs in the living room and play quietly and they know how to tell time already, or whatever it is, or they'll ask. They can't wake up their, their, their mother until 9 o'clock or not come upstairs, and they listen. You praise them, you compliment them for what they did. You praise them for their effort. You don't praise them for their intelligence. This may seem counterintuitive, Yes, if they're, they say they're pikech, wow, you're, you're smart, you have kishrei nice. To a certain way, yes, you need to build them up also, you know, to build their confidence when they go to yeshiva and, and they're learning the things that you have, you're very good at math, you know how to learn, or you're, you're catching on very quickly. Okay, but the main nakuda of what you need to praise your children for is for their efforts, for what they're trying, not for their intelligence. Because intelligence is God-given. It's similar to the way we have it with Limer HaTayra and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects from us. And we know this, that if a, someone Hashem created people with different types of levels of intelligence, and if someone struggles intellectually, Hashem doesn't care. Hashem tells you, I want you to learn my Taira. And whatever you get, you get to the best of your ability. I'm expecting just what you can give me. I'm not expecting what you can't give me. And just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that way with us. He doesn't expect me to be a Reb Moshe. He doesn't expect your child to be a Chazaynish. He doesn't expect you to be who knows what, just to be your best. Same thing with the child. You don't praise them, overpraise them on their intelligence or abilities, but on their efforts. You try hard. You're doing the best you can. Also, don't overpraise them. 
This is also a very interesting thing. For some people, where they barely praise at all, they have to learn to increase their praise and encouragement, of course. But to say 24-7 and overpraise them, also, it cheapens it. They need to be motivated. It's like a reward. And constant praise cheapens it. If you praise them all the time, and then all of a sudden you forget, they'll stop their efforts. So you praise purposefully when it's warranted. And don't be don't be selfish about it. Don't be cheap with it. But it becomes with a certain effort. You see, they tried on something. You do that. Also, if you read to your children at night, you know, storybooks or chinuch stuff that you're reading, don't read to them. Read with them. Read with them, not to them. Don't let them just stare at the picture in the book while you do all the work by reading everything to them. You call their attention to the words. You point to the words. Or if they're not yet at the age where they understand how to read those words, you point to the pictures. That itself, research shows, builds a child's reading comprehension. Eat dinner together as a family. This is very hard very often during the week. We Baruch Hashem have it for Shabbos for the most part. Shall should this in the winter? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends on the family. But it's very, very important, if possible, to eat supper together as a family. If you can. If it's, you, you can't help it, the father has to stay late to work and there's no braver, there's no braver. But whenever possible, to eat together as a family, that also creates a certain closeness and a bond and a security with the children. And this applies even when they're teenagers, believe it or not. As much as they want their independence, they, there's a certain comfort in knowing how you have a nucleus as a family. Create reasonable rules and boundaries for your children. They don't do well in a free-for-all environment. That's a myth. It's a myth. If you're crazy strict, yeah, that could cause people to rebel. But if you're crazy permissive, that's even worse. A total hefker is even worse for their children. They feel less secure, actually. And by creating logical boundaries... That makes sense. Not because of OCD of a parent. Because they dafka want uh, this and that and whatever. But normal logical rules of structure in a, in a family structure is needed, is important. Make sure not to overdo the rules, of course. And don't make rules just to make rules. That's also no good. Don't be overly controlling. But you need to create some healthy boundaries in a structure. Make sure your children get enough sleep at night. And even with younger teenagers, as long as they have the, you you could create boundaries, you know, you need to sleep. And people don't realize how much that helps. The cognitive ability of a child and to help them learn and daven and and, and just be more higher functioning children. Another good piece of advice is to help your children write a gratitude journal and to write things that they're grateful for. Research has shown children who keep gratitude journals, adults too, by the way, are happier, more optimistic, more healthier. And as soon as your child is old enough, 
help them start one, to, to, to do those type of journals. And that's very, very important. And we be Mamshech Bezaz Hashem in the upcoming Shir. Hatzlocha and Bracha.